Spring Lake Park City Council meetings now called to order. Administrator, would you call the roll, please? Council members Wendling? Here. Goodwill Bischoff? Here. Dirks? Here. Moran? Here. Mayor Nelson? Here. Would everybody please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance? The Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Council staff, are there any additions and or corrections to tonight's agenda? Um, Mayor, members, uh, I would like to move for, uh, change the order a little bit in the agenda. So we will go through and do the agenda through the public hearings, and then once we get to ordinances and resolutions, if we could move, uh, do 9F first, and then go to 10A, then that way, uh, those are the items that um, George Eilertsen will be involved in, and then he'll be able to log off, and then we can go back into the agenda order. And I'm willing to help you with, uh, remember that, but um, so it'll, so after we're done with 8, 8A, um, then we will move to 9F. Um, and then 8B will be removed from the agenda. The uh, Taco Lindo waived their uh, right to a hearing and paid the penalty. Okay, so we're going to take Taco off. Yep. We're going to, after the public hearing, we're going to... 9F. Yep. And then we're going to, right after that, we're going to 10A. Yep. And then we'll go back to 9A. And, and then it, go through the rest of the agenda and the re re remainder of the order. After 10A. After 10A, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Council? Uh, discussion for the floor. This is a time anybody can approach City Council for something that's not on tonight's agenda. Is there any question that anybody in the audience has to approach City Council? Seeing none, Dan, anything on the phones? Nope. No. We will move on to consent agenda. 6A, approval of minutes, January 16, 2024, work session. 6B, approval of minutes, January 16, 2024, City Council meeting. 6C, authorized contri contribution <coughs> of public safety aid to SBM Fire Department Capital Improvement Fund. 6D, 2023-2024, sanitary sewer lining contract request for payment number one in the amount of uh, 397000 $938.28. 6E, Municipal State Aid Account Update. 6F, Contractors Licenses. 6G, Science Permits. And 6H, Businesses Licenses. Is there any item council would like to pull for further discussion? Hearing not, I would entertain a motion for approval. I'll make that motion to approve the consent agenda. Motion's been made by Councilmember Wendling. Any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator, call the roll, please. Councilmembers Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. The 
department reports, public works reports, if you would please, George. short season. We're not the only city. Um, some cities uh, got a little bit more skating time on it than ours, but um, we had a couple weeks in. Uh, with that, we had benefits. We only had three early morning salting events. Um, you know, took the sidewalk out, cleared the sidewalks with a broom on um, three different occasions. Uh, this winter's been pretty good. We only had uh, two water main breaks so far in January. The issue is the high water table and we had to bring in dewatering to pump the water table down a little bit so we could fix the water main breaks, but they both went good. Um, got them repaired and taken care of the same day. Um, we did get uh, delivery of the new skid steer and the new hoist at the Public Works uh, shop. Uh, we're in the process now of running an electrical line for the, the hoist and the skid steer is here. It is sold on uh, auction and I believe it sold for $22,000 and some change. So I'll be waiting for the payment and the uh, person that got it to come pick it up. Same thing with the hoist when that sells. Um, other than that, uh, we've been spending some of the time that would be out plowing snow and clearing streets. Up at the shop, we brought in a 30-yard dumpster and we've been cleaning and uh, organizing up there and three quarters of that full and stuff from years of uh, collecting parts and different things that are not needed anymore so uh, we made pretty good headway and with that uh, I uh, finished up the, year, the yearly DNR report, the Met Council MCES report and then the state tier 2 hazardous chemical report for the water plants along with the other meetings and workshops and the report. And with that, I will conclude and if you have any questions. I have one, George, or two. Uh, is it too early since we didn't remove a lot, any snow uh, to do a street sweeping? Or is it, do we have a one that could be happening in spring that would be too soon? Uh, we could probably get it if we get it in warmer temperatures a little bit. Goosenecks in people's houses where fumes were coming in, traps, if you will, gooseneck, whichever word you want to use for. Then we can then we can put uh, in in so if they have a floor drain that ain't been used for months and months and months and evaporation takes all the water out of the trap, and then we do the sanitary lining and repressurize the system and the fumes come into the house, then the people know 
trap to stop them from coming in the house so I don't have to deal with what I described to you today. Is there some way we can put this in a bill? Maybe this is your question too. Well, it's um, funny you bring that up because the contractor does hand out door hangers to every house before they did it. Yeah, and, and it has the all the instructions on it. That's on your door. But did they did they did they go down and is it? No, it was still on the front door when we went to uh, specifically say to put water in your body trap and you flood yes. it. Yes, it, it It's got a whole list of instructions. I never, I never yeah, had. Has it, but she never no. took it off the front door, so it's still there when we went out. To Mine the evidently door. worked great because I never had it because it's in my house, and it's the first time in all yeah. the years we've been doing this. Yep, there's full instructions that they put on every house before they start the process. It tells mm -hmm. you how to eliminate some of the problems, and, and it just she never saw the door hanger on her door and never took it off and read it. So, it, is it explained enough that they need yeah. to put a bucket of water in it? If yeah. they see the yeah. yeah. right? I've never a minimum minim of a, a gallon. I think every right? year there's the one or two that this happens, and yeah. you know, it's a, that's right. It's Any a, yeah, downstairs sinks? Yeah. It is, but and I the mean, drain. That's what I told the lady. Any feed trap that yeah. is not used should be filled up, and it's all mm -hmm. explained in the door hanger that they put out. Uh, My it was it was very all clear. All you had to do was read it. And the council just told me. They and it was just for a period of a few hours, right? I just never had a they problem could, with it, so I never read it. Like maybe so, nine in the morning to seven at night or something. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it was the morning was for nine to five. Don't use any extra water and mm -hmm. make sure you dump. A gallon into each of your drains the night before. Yeah, we can give them the information. We can't force yeah. them to read it, so that's yeah. the only issue yeah. that you know, it's, it's well, there. Thanks, Councilman. Thanks, George. I appreciate the insight. You're welcome. Because I was kind of. That's, a, that's the only question I had, Councilman. They're doing it with speed for it being a winter month. I mean, yeah. I would do they're, it, they're just I, moving down the street. People, now that I got enlightened a little bit more, and then he called me at work, and it's been, today <laughs> was a bad day uh, at work-wise, so. The warmer uh, temperatures, they're bringing in another cleaning crew because they're going so fast they can't keep up with the cleaning on it. Up to great work, buddy. Thank you. Moving on to 7B, code enforcement reports. Jeff, if you would please. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of the council. The full code enforcement report is in your packet. Uh, January, code enforcement department spent a lot of time with rentals, properties, getting them all squared away and situated. Uh, I'd be happy to know Northtown Apartments, when I wrote this, said six of seven, but now seven of the seven buildings have passed and they have uh, paid their reinstatement fee and, and are good now for the 2024 season. Um, hopefully they stay on top of that a little bit more. I know there's been more communication between uh, myself and Walter and the management property. So um, we'll see, we'll see next year. There's about three, I think it's two now that need minor corrections um, that uh, were going out, but uh, seems to be squared away. And then there's, I believe, two that will be coming to council next 
go around that never that failed to register for their 24 license. So we'll see where we're at with that. They've been uh, with the date they've been posted this afternoon. It was three, one called and paid immediately, um, and I would imagine within the, the rest of this week those two will come off the docket and since of the posting and stuff like that. So um, construction update as far as the car wash still unknown. Um, they passed their certificate of occupancy because everything's up and running and open. Obviously the warm weather for landscaping and stuff will be taken care of when the weather turns. Um, but I still do not know who owns it nor did the, the contractor. And then the final house on McKinley there uh, should be done here shortly. That is plumbing and HVAC finals and everything will be a punch list for here so I would imagine by next council meeting or so it will be squared away or shortly after. Any other questions now is it a good time? That house is gorgeous. Yeah, it Isn't it is. Isn't it stunning? It is. <laughs> it's, God. It, it sticks out with it being built a little more modern than normal, but I, I agree on the end. That <laughs> looks very nice. Yeah. It's big. It's a big home, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I couldn't afford the maid. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have an elevator in it? It does not have an elevator, no. <laughs> Standard stairs. And that uh, post-meeting uh, meeting we had, if I understood correct, the hot water, hot water heaters were replaced in that other rental unit? They're in the process of replacing it. It's, yeah, it, it warms water, just not above the code allowed temperature. So it's getting replaced and squared away. These are apartments. Uh, Council that are uh, Pleasant View and uh, 81st. Well, not on the corner, just the side of the townhouses. That uh, the hot water heater wasn't working right, and I had many calls. And uh, Walter got right on it and uh, did the inspections and interviewed people and got Lottie in to do temperatures and things. So uh, my hats off to you. Uh, the, the tenants in that building told me to say thank you. Thank you. So there's another straw in your hat. You and your, your, your and Walter, so thanks for your hard work. Council, any other questions? No. Moving on, number eight, public hearings. Hearing on license suspension and civil liability for high fee wine and spirits. Dan, if you'd like to give us or Sean an update before we do. Thank you, Mayor, members of uh, the police department, pursuant to our ordinance, um, conducted alcohol compliance checks across the city and on December 30th of 2023, and hy Wine and Spirits was found in violation of Minnesota Statute 340A.503, Subdivision 2, which prohibits the sale of alcoholic beverages to individuals under 21 years of age. Uh, the code states that every licensee is responsible for their business conduct and the actions of their employees. Thus, any violation by staff is considered a violation by the licensee. Uh, the, in, after the compliance check, the uh, person that sold was cited, and then we um, issued this notice of uh, license suspension civil penalty pursuant to code. Uh, in light of this being the second violation within a three-year period, uh, there was a violation two years ago in a compliance check. Um, the code calls for uh, three consecutive day license suspension. Uh, the days will be chosen by the council. 
and a civil penalty of $1,000. Uh, tonight is the hearing. The, um, the licensee was uh, notified of the hearing, I believe is here. And um, so uh, uh, um, if you have any questions regarding uh, the compliance check, Officer Immig is here to um, go through uh, any, um, any questions regarding that pro process and procedure. Um, but um, beyond that, um, uh, we would um, turn it over to the licensee. The, um, the council can um, deviate from this. There's flexibility, but, um, uh, but it would need to be fact-specific. It would need to be what? Fact-specific. So you'd need to make findings as to why. Yes. I know our officers do a good job and they do what they tend to do. Um, one thing before, I guess, we open it up for public hearing, and I know we did this in the past, but I've kind of dropped it through the, I don't think I've ever had this talk with the chief before, but I know Doug in the past, the chief on the top, we talked and we had an officer, we offered training to all the businesses to be able to check for counterfeit licenses, voting licenses, how to do it, how to suspect underage. Is this uh, still uh, up and going? Is this something we do? Um, there is a program, yes, that uh, for, for this type of training. So uh, if you guys remember back uh, during the Dalla incident, um, we had we had them take that training. So it's not something that the police department necessarily puts on, but there is a there is a program that is run through the state. Yeah, and they just have to come and talk yeah. to you and, and get the Correct. information, and it's all done. And I mean, nowadays they can make licenses look phony, and I'm not saying that's what happened this time. Don't get don't misconstrued my uh, wording here, but you know I think it's very uh, beneficial for the employees or the employers to do that for their employees just a word of advice uh, with that if the council don't want to hear do you want to talk about anything else before I take a motion to open it up for the public hearing well uh, yeah I just wanted the chief to say yes they also have one for selling cigarettes to minors they do compliance checks on that also and their people are trained you know to check for IDs um, yeah, I believe the I believe the uh, Minnesota Department um, of Health runs that program. Okay. Thank you, Chief. So. Yeah, did the high did the staff at High V Liquor go through this? Well, why don't we um, let the the licensee um, give a presentation, and you can ask questions okay. of the licensee. Um, we probably should uh, move open forward, the, open the public hearing, and allow for the licensee to address the council. But that, uh, what, what the administrator just said, kind of took words out of my mouth, but I'd entertain a motion to open up the public hearing. So moved. Motion has been made by Council Member Wendling. All in favor? Aye. 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 Public hearing is now open. Uh, said subject of hearing on the license suspension and civil penalty for IV in spirits. 
ma'am, if you would please go up to the podium and uh, state your name and I guess. Uh, Good evening. <coughs> uh, my name is Julie Staber. I am the store manager at the Spring Lake Park Hy-Vee. Um, my district store director, C.J. Wade, would have liked to join us this evening. Um, unfortunately, he has a meeting at our corporate office first thing tomorrow morning. So um, we did want to be here tonight just to share our disappointment in learning of this violation and that one of our employees had sold to a minor. We take full responsibility and apologize that it happened. Um, that particular employee has been removed from the wine and spirits department within our <coughs> store, so is no longer involved in the sale of tobacco or alcohol. Uh, when we learned of this violation, CJ and I kind of sat down and reflected a bit, and really we came to realize just how much turnover our store has had in the store management role since it's opened. Um, I've been in the store about a year now, and CJ's only been there for about six months. Um, prior to that, there were three prior store directors, three prior store managers. Um, so as we were unaware of the first violation, which I think you said was in November of 2021, so as we sat down and talked about this, we realized just how much through these management changes, ourselves included, there were just some gaps in our training and our policies that we realized obviously that we need to fix. Um, we sat down with our HR manager, our wine and spirits manager, and really just trying to come up with a plan to make sure that moving forward, these gaps don't happen and that another violation would not occur. Um, I can share some of those steps with you. Um, additionally, we intend to improve our documentation system. So as if there is further turnover or management changes, all of this documentation is passed along to future managers. Uh, Hy-Vee has a strong history of getting involved in its communities that we do business in. Um, it's something we're very proud of. And I know during our tenure, CJ and I have worked very hard to work with the community, get more involved with groups. Um, been involved with the Parks and Rec Department, the Lions Club, the high school, and the police department. I feel like we have some great relationships there, and we will continue to do some. Um, our revenues from all departments within the store help us fund those investments and donations and involvement with the community. Uh, because, uh, we, because of all that will be affected by a suspension, um, we take full responsibility, we apologize, but we do ask that you consider perhaps an additional fine rather than the three-day suspension. Thank you. I will, uh, I go there. And I've been there twice, and uh, I know I don't look uh, under 21, but I, I, I give both your employees a compliment after this incident because they carded me, mm -hmm. and it was right there. And I, I remember I was a different manager, I think two back at the last incident. And I got carded down and then I quit. So I, it, it is somewhat education and turnover and, and things that are involved in your in the business and on the business type of, of meetings that you have. Uh, I have one every day at 9.15. So, I know what that's all about, but I was very happy. I complimented. I said, thank you. He goes, what's this? I said, well, they were young. They didn't know who I was because the young employees <laughs> know, well, here's the mayor. And uh, and they didn't know who I was. And I said, thank you for carting me. And this is what it's supposed to be about. Absolutely. So my hat's off on it to a young lady and a young gentleman that both carted me. And 
I took it as a compliment. I mean, I just wish you to grow the hair back on the top of my head, but uh, uh, that ain't happening, but at least somebody was doing something. Absolutely. So I have seen some improvement, you know, I mean, personally, I can just tell counsel and everybody else that uh, the light bulb came on, if you will. Well, so in the past, we have a computer-based training on IDing. That has been required when they're hired. Um, obviously, we realize that that's great if you were hired, but a year and a half ago, do you still remember that information? So uh, we've had all active employees go back through that training recently and then intend to have them have to continue to take that training every six months just to keep it fresh in their heads. Um, anything we can do, just reminders from our management, from the department manager, um, just to keep it fresh with everybody. I think that's exactly, you go through the training and then your day-to-day -day happens and it just gets forgotten. So. And new employees have to go through that training before they take the position to register. Correct. Counsel. Uh, is, is everyone coming in there supposed to be carded? Uh, legally, they do not have to be. Uh, that's where really we're moving our policy to that we're asking that they ID everyone. Because mm -hmm. I've been carded, which is fine. I, I, I want to be because it is a liquor store. And I think it gets hard for some of our employees because that's very welcome, but there are some people who very much feel that they don't appear they need to be carded. So when you do mm -hmm. card them, they're not real mm -hmm. happy about it. And so it's just getting mm -hmm. our employees used to that it's just a part of it and that we have to do that anyways. Uh, the employee that this happened uh, that, um, that didn't properly card the... the the police, um, uh, what do you call that, Josh? Um, <laughs> compliance check. Compliance check? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. What happened to that employee, and uh, um, did she have some kind of a... They got moved to a different part of the store. Yeah, but anything else other than that? Obviously a, a note in her file, a documentation of, of work performance. Okay. Um, we have since then. Generally, our handbook has always stated, obviously, that you can't sell to a minor, you have to ID. Um, mm -hmm. Because that doesn't pertain to everybody in the store, yeah. we did come up with just a one-sheet document that gives them some of the laws around IDing, and they are now signing that they understand that if they do sell to a minor, it will be immediate termination. Okay. So for us, that's a little bit of a change in our policy. And Thank you. And, and Josh, anything from the police department on this? No, I think uh, I, th I think, like she stated, we do really work really well with Hy-Vee. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that um, that it had been two years uh, since the last one. Uh, Aaron's mm -hmm. done several other compliance checks um, after that and mm -hmm. never had any issues. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm confident that, that when they have issues like this, Hy-Vee takes care of them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we don't see it after this. And I like to hear that you're going to do a, a regular training with them. Mm -hmm. um, for our law enforcement officers, we go through several trainings a year um, that we have to do on an annual basis to keep up on what we know and, and our competency. So I think that's a good idea with the liquor store is keeping their comp competency up with that every mm -hmm. six months. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, Councilmember Gubel-Bischoff, the employee did receive a misdemeanor citation for the sale. For a criminal First, act. For a criminal act. With a fine? Uh, the, the, that was a court that? appearance. Oh, okay. 
because I know that Monty's, uh, the employee had to pay the fine of holiday, now Circle K on 81st and uh, uh, University when the people there sell cigarettes to a minor, uh, they, now they call it getting a green card, but you know, they're, in the old days they were fired, but then they also required to pay the fine. The last time it happened, Amani is the employee that did that. Yes. So no money came out of the owner's pocket to be able to keep his job. That's what happened in the last yes. incident. I don't know if that's anything here, and there's neither here nor there because it's a whole different business model, but that's what happened at that place. And for him to keep his job, he had to pay the boss's fine too, which was the company's, but I'm not saying that that's what they're doing. But well, that's, it appears that it's awfully close, you know, being transferred, having a notation in the uh, HR file is yeah. a good thing that most people welcome because that does follow you along if you want to use that place for a recommendation. Um, anybody else? Well, you know, I, the way the world is these days, I'd like to say a lot of things, but uh, the attorney, I know what he's, he's chomping at the bit right now and can give us a clue to fact-finding to begin with. Sometimes I wish it wasn't three consecutive days and uh, they could do it on the less hurting days, whichever way the council wants to go. Facts being found, facts are facts. Uh, uh, it's before the court date, but I think it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, it's from every officer I've talked to and, and all of this stuff. But, uh, Known me long enough to know what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor, members of council. Just one kind of uh, for clarity and housekeeping purposes, uh, Ms. Staber, I, I've heard you say that Hyvee is taking responsibility for the incident. It doesn't seem like the, the factual elements are very much in dispute here, but just for the, for the sake of clarity, you're aware that in our packet this evening, I'm sure you've seen a copy of the police report related to the underage sale. I have um, not seen the report. Okay, personally, if you'd like no, to, we can but furnish that to you. The, the, the question I have for you is, you have a right to have that evidence presented. We have Officer Imbig here to, to present that, to ask any questions you may have about that process, should you desire to do that. I understand that much of this conversation has been as far as mitigating factors and, and things of that nature, and we can certainly do that. But um, is it your intent to, to waive that formal presentation of that evidence? Correct, we're not disputing that, that, no. Not in dispute, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. You bet. Yeah, and Mr. Mayor, I think with that, um, your discretion under the city code presently, and, and Dan and I are working through some, um, maybe some inconsistencies or some uh, lack of clarity that we have there. However, present language being what it is, I do believe you have discretion to deviate from those standards. They are presumptive, so to Dan's point, if you intend to do something different during the three days and $1,000, you should list the mitigating factors or reasons for the departure from that. Um, I think that uh, Ms. Saber has presented you with some opportunities to consider those, um, not to say that that has to be your decision, just that you can take those into consideration, um, discuss them, and, and decide 
what you feel is the appropriate um, sanction? Well, maybe I'm speaking out of turn or whatever, but the top of my mind comes from there. She impressed me on a few things, and I know there has been three different managers I know of. Uh, they're taking these steps. Uh, as you know, three and three, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally could go along without the suspension, but double the fine. So make it a $2,000 fine and not close down. That, that, that I could live with. That I, that I could live with. I think it's got some teeth in it. And that shows some leniency. The next one's gonna be really hard if it's three and three. Absolutely. And that just means, well, <coughs> you know, the writing's on the wall. Yep. So, though that's off the top of my head, what council would I like it, Bob. I also appreciate um, your accountability in this, your training plan with the six months um, to renew it. I think that's a great step. Um, I would be open to the fine and or doing three days and committing to not having it being over the 4th of July since that would be a big money maker. Um, and just keeping the fine three days but not over the 4th. Um, I'm open to that. Also, I'm open to increasing the fine. I agree with Barb and Bob on taking away the three days mm -hmm. and increasing the fine. Yeah. How many times have you reinspected since they had the violation? This past uh, violation? Yeah. I haven't yet. It, okay. It was, it was two, maybe like three or four weeks ago. Okay. Did you, but before, between. November of 2001 when they failed before and this license failure in 2003 in December of 2003 how many compliance checks did you do in between that period? I can think of two might have I can speak to that. Um, we try to do two a year, once every six months, once at the beginning of the year, and then once towards the end. And then we're actually starting a new program through the Department of Health where we do, um, Aaron, remind me the, the name. It's, um, it's Educate. Uh, it's more of an education. So it's um, what we do is, is we'll go in, we'll do a compliance check, and it's more of an education rather than a, than a citation-related one. So if somebody were to, you know, to fail it, then it would be an education portion at that point. So we have not had anybody fail on the on the educate ones right now. So and high V has has not failed anything since the last. Okay. Uh, I'm with these guys then. I chief, think uh, double the fine and remove the three days. Uh, to that question and this question, and uh, uh, clarify your question during what you just explained. Will that take modification of the city code to keep us compliant when it's the educational purpose when they go in and if they fail it's an educational thing and there's no city citation does that mean we have to have cleanup on the city code so 
these guys ain't fighting against us guys to make sure everything's done. And, right. and Mr. Mayor, I think John and I have had this conversation with this program, so before in the past. So I, th I think we're we're good, but that would be something that John would need to. Our understanding would be that there are required under the code compliance checks and then if the police department designates one as under the state program it's separate from the code okay. I get, 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 this is new to me I mean yep. I've been doing this a long time and this one got me I know uh, Mr. Mayor it's, it's a, it's a good, my head. yeah it's a good question to ask um, I, I think partially that to put your mind at ease on it the, the there isn't uh, after the fact discretion on it really it's, it's designed as a program we're going in on an educational basis. The, the fail results in education. It's not an on-the-fly decision made by the officer. So everybody has their hands up? No, but what I, the, the difference is it's, it's not like the officer goes in for a compliance check and then decides whether or not to, to seek penalty or just do education. It's not discretionary that way. The, the program during those checks are, the understanding is if there's a fail, it's an educational okay. fail. Now, I, now, I, now, I, now I'm getting that. I understand where you're coming from. You know, with what these guys want, talk a lot of this. So now, yeah, it did come to that. Uh, well, is there any further discussion? I'm here. The code states that if there's anyone else in the audience that wants to speak on this, that they can. So you should just ask if there's anyone else. Well, I guess that's what I just tried to say. Is there? Is anybody else would like to come up to council and comment on this in? audience and I think there was no no I didn't get any other comments so with that if there's no discussion from this lady and I would uh, entertain a motion to close the public hearing make that motion motion has been made by council member Wendling all in favor aye. Aye. aye public hearing is closed we will go back to regular meeting uh, with that and what I've heard I understand it right and uh, correct me if I'm wrong is uh, we double the fine we waive the closure they know the um, implications of our three and three uh, you understand that do you not ma'am uh, with all that being said and I don't think there's an argument I'll make the motion that we waive the three days of closure uh, double the fine to two thousand dollars and uh, please have your employees behave themselves so I do not have to have this discussion Will again. Do. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Don't we have to vote on that? Or? Yes, we do. I, I made the motion. Uh, Administrator, is there, is there any further discussion? Administrator, call the roll, please. Council members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Thank you, and uh, please keep up the, I meant what I said, I don't want to have to come back, and then I won't be as happy. So I'll, <laughs> I'll send you an updated letter um, with that, um, that you can turn in for payment. Yep. Oh. So the next one's gone. Now we're moving to... 9F. 9F. Resolution 
2024-16, providing providing for the complete <coughs> Jesus Martha competitive negotiation sale of eight million two hundred ten thousand dollars of zero cents general obligation capital improvement bond plan series 2024A. Dan, if you would. Uh, thank you, Mayor and members. Yeah, um, on TV. And uh, we have George Eilertson joining us remotely. Uh, and he will give a little presentation briefly, but I'm just going to give some background here is that you held a public hearing on the bond issue and the capital improvement plan at your uh, December, um, uh, I guess it would be a 17th meeting. And uh, that, um, that there was a 30-day window. issue the bonds. So the next step is to approve the resolution setting the sale for the bonds and then uh, Northland Securities will solicit bids on the bonds. Um, we'll be doing a conference call on Wednesday uh, for the, our bond rating uh, with S&P and then we'll receive our bond rating shortly thereafter. So uh, we'll be opening bids on Monday March 4th at Northland Securities office in Minneapolis and then the council will take action on the bonds. So. Um, George, I'll turn it over to you.
problems here. Uh, I did a little research this morning and watched a little news. Fed stayed flat on an increase right now. This looking, the next time they review this in three months, they're talking about possibly dropping a quarter percent on my searches. You guys are the money, man. And I know this is a time certain thing. We have to have this done. Would that affect us if we went in before we found out what the next one was done or not? I mean, I, I, this is over my money head, so I'm I, asking for guidance. I'll let George add into this, but my understanding is, is the market reviews all of this news, everything that you see in the news, and they talk to Federal Reserve people and all kinds of different staff people and economists and everything else. And and a lot of these future actions get priced into the market. And so um, even though rates have held steady, we've seen long-term interest rates drop over the last three months. And that's because the Fed has been sending out signals that uh, hiking of rates are over, the economy is starting, the inflationary rate starting to come closer and closer to the 2% target rate. And as such, then if, once it gets a little closer to that, then they'll start forecasting um, uh, Fed rate reductions. And I think that that's already been priced into the market because as soon as that announcement was made several months ago, uh, you saw long-term interest rates drop. Uh, same with long-term CD rates dropped after that as well. So, George, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Well, well both good observations, Mayor. Um, we certainly hear about the Fed uh, deciding not to, um, or, or at least the uh, forward thoughts are that the Fed is not going to uh, make a, a rate cut here at the next meeting, and with the likelihood that there will be perhaps into the uh, summer or into the fall, uh, that they'll start to take that action. Now, um, as Dan indicated, that the market prices kind of uh, prognostications, if you will, into the market uh, of what actions might be uh, coming around the bend. And, and so certainly when we hear about the Fed and making adjustments, that's, that's the impact of short-term interest rates. However, um, it also impacts the mortgage market and the bond market. But um, one of the, you know, we referenced the bond rating. The city has a double A bond rating with Standard and Poor's. I expect that bond rating would be affirmed by Standard and Poor's. So one of the things when, and, and we'll certainly review this in a month when we have the sale results, but uh, when you have a, that, that, that's considered a very strong credit when you're in the double A category. And so when you bring these bonds to market, um, I expect that we'll get a very good audience from investment banks on a national basis. And, but, but again, Mayor, very
trend will continue uh, a month from now when you'll be coming to market. But um, but certainly good question. And, uh, uh, did that address your question, Mayor? Yes, yes, it did, sir. And I think the other piece too, George, if you would agree with this too, is that between now and the next Fed meeting, there could be some inflationary news that inflationary jumped unexpected. And that could impact interest rates the opposite way and go higher. So um, if that happens after we sell and before the next Fed meeting, you know, that news comes out, then we got a good deal. So it's not just going down, it could go up too. Right, because certainly we've seen it at the gas pump these days too. I know there's a conversation about Oil is, is oil prices um, the jump in those, and maybe even Phil sees this on the engineering side. But um, we, we we're seeing that, then is that being priced into the markets? So um, if you look at it just today, uh, today the Treasuries reacted to that news that the Fed may not cut interest rates, and so Treasuries moved higher, um, which actually is would would lead to higher interest rates that you would borrow with. But that was just today based upon that news and the market reacting. So, uh, but we'll certainly, as noted by Dan, we've got a month now that the market can absorb this news and uh, there may be additional news coming. So, I, I, Well, I hope it all stays there. I'm, I'm worried about with the 550 Red Bulls I sent out of here this week to go get trained and, and uh, Middle East crisis that just don't turn into something else and things really go haywire. And I've seen that after 9-11, so I just, uh, I think maybe speed is the essence right now. So, but that's my two cents worth. I thank you. Council, any questions? Dan, anything else? Uh, staff uh, re-recommends the motion to approve the resolution before you this evening to authorize us to go out for bids to sell the bonds. I would entertain a motion from Council to I'll approve. I'll make that motion to approve 2024-16, providing competitive negotiated sale of general obligation bonds. Motion's been made by Councilmember Wendling. Any further discussion? Hearing none. Council members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Thank you, George. Yep. Motion passes. Now we're going to move on to 10A Municipal Advisory Service Agreement <coughs> by and between the City of Spring Lake Park and Northland Securities Incorporated. I'm going to let George take this one all on his own. Thank you, members of the council and certainly the mayor. Uh, this is a, uh, a service agreement between the city of Spring Lake Park and Northland Securities. It's uh, retaining Northland Securities as municipal advisor. We do this uh, type of agreement each time we, we assist you with the sale of bonds. As well, when we work with you on an economic development side, uh, for say tax increment financing things of that nature so um, so it's a, it's a similar agreement to when we assisted you with bonds last um, outlining our duties which is working with your administrator on the preparation of the capital improvement plan 
that was the document that was necessary early in the process of, of this bond sale. Um, working with bond council on getting all the documents put together, the resolutions, and uh, at the end of the process, the IRS calculations so you can issue tax-exempt debt, uh, preparing your bond offering document, assisting with the rating call, uh, the bond sale, and eventually the closing of the bonds. Uh, so, Mayor, that's what the um, agreement between the city and, and Northland Securities provides. Uh, I can certainly address any additional questions you or the council may have. I have not counted. Hearing then, uh, I'll make the motion to uh, um, keep uh, Northwest Securities uh, about council. I guess, is that enough words? Uh, you're uh, m moving to approve the municipal advisory service agreement between the city and Northland Securities. Thank you, Dan. Any further discussion? Hearing none, administrator, call the roll. Council members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Have a good evening, sir. Thank you, George. I guess you're off the hook. You can get off your TV at home. <laughs> I says you're off the hook. You can get off your TV at home now. <laughs> well, I actually have to go to another meeting, so. Uh, thank well, you, Council. I appreciate it. Have, have fun at the next one. Thanks, George. Moving on to uh, nine ordinances and, re <laughs> and no resolutions. Uh, 9A resolution 2024 declaring cost <laughs> to be assessed and ordered preparations to proposed assessment for 2024 street improvement project. Dan? I'll let Phil, Phil. start off here. Mayor and members, uh, Bids were received for the street project last week, and we got quite a few bids, but uh, council doesn't need to take action on the bids this evening. As you probably recall, there is a partial assessment for this project, and uh, the schedule calls for getting the assessment process taken care of first. So this evening, the only action you're taking is to order a preparation of the assessment role for the, the assessment process, and then the next meeting you'll receive that assessment roll and at the March 18th meeting we'll have the assessment hearing. And if the assessment hearing goes well, um, with no hiccups, then at that meeting you could make a decision on the uh, award of the construction contract. So tonight the action is just to approve that resolution ordering the assessment roll. There's additional information in the, on the project costs in the letter that's in the packet, but. We'll go over that quite a bit more in the next couple of meetings. Questions? Well, I would entertain a motion. So moved. Motion has been made by Councilmember Wendling. <coughs> Any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator, call the roll, please. Councilmembers Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. 9B, Resolution 2024-13, granting approval of conditional use permit to include an auto repair auto repair for Northtown Auto Sales at 20, or 8235 University Avenue Northeast, which is this a typo? Is it incorporate? I got a, 
big I and an N and then the typo there? Uh, it could be. Um, My hard copy? Yeah, which incorporates, restates, and modifies okay, the current permission. an arrow instead of <laughs> uh, <laughs> reinstate and, uh, and modify the current conditional use permit. Uh, thank you, and I'll have uh, City Planners Carlson come up, but uh, the Planning Commission uh, reviewed this item uh, at, their last at their last Planning Commission meeting and recommended approval um, pursuant to the terms of the, of the resolution that's in the packet this evening. Um, there was one deviation, um, which was um, uh, reducing a landscape boulevard requirement from where the planner had recommended And then they allowed uh, the site to retain their current uh, car count of 58 cars, and then the rest of the planner's report was incorporated in the resolution. So um, I'll let uh, the planner go through and talk about his recommendation, and then um, certainly can answer any questions on his end or, or from the Planning Commission's discussion. Years uh, it was issued a special use permit, as that was then called. Uh, at that time, different owner than today, uh, but uh, the business has uh, st uh, stuck around, and there's been a, a couple of modifications to that permit over the years that are detailed uh, in this uh, report. Uh, the latest uh, permit allowed 58 cars on site uh, and uh, the sales use. Uh, but repair was never specifically allowed. In fact, it was specifically excluded in, in the original permit. But uh, auto repair is listed as a, uh, an allowed conditional use in your code, and so uh, the application was made to request that uh, here. Uh, the, uh, uh, as you'll note in uh, the report and the accompanying materials, there have been uh, a number of uh, violations and complaints uh, at the property, uh, mostly for too many cars on site. The number of cars has been an, an issue there. It was originally 50, increased to 58, uh, and the Planning Commission recommendation was to allow that uh, number 58 cars to remain. Uh, one of the issues with that property and with the entire University Avenue corridor is uh, uh, just trying to upgrade the appearance of it uh, so that it has a higher quality uh, uh, business environment there. And I, I note in the report that uh, just south of this, the new car wash that was put in, uh, put in the full 25-foot required landscaped boulevard. So when that does get uh, landscaped, we'll have uh, uh, at least that property showing what the city's code intends for uh, that zoning district. And the recommendation in the report uh, was that we try and increase that green space, that landscape boulevard, uh, somewhat for this uh, property. There's five feet now instead of the 25 feet required. 
uh, we had recommended an additional eight feet and the uh, Planning Commission recommended cutting that to four feet. So the Planning Commission recommendation is for a nine-foot boulevard, which is uh, an increase in the green space uh, that's there, uh, but still not the full 25. Going to the full 25 would be quite a severe impact uh, on this property. So we don't want to, uh, you know, really uh, impinge their business significantly, but uh, did want to try and improve it. Uh, and so with that recommendation, uh, the Planning Commission suggests that the 58 cars could remain on site uh, as, the, as the limit, uh, and the resolution 2024-13 uh, does incorporate uh, their uh, recommendation. So uh, there are other details uh, to this, but really that, uh, uh, those are the, the key points uh, in this request. Uh, no, at this point, uh, they're, they're intending to uh, keep the, the building as is. Well, where are they going to work on the cars at? It was a donut shop. I'm not understanding the reference to the donut shop. Yeah, that's what that building used to be. Okay. That used to be a Mr. Donut. Okay. And I don't remember car stalls in there. Jeff, can you help me here? been a long time since I've been inside that. Yeah, the existing back shop warehouse area had a, an existing overhead garage door, and then they installed a new one in 2021 uh, that is not not as far in back, more connected to the frontal uh, office area. So it's just one stall? Yeah, it'll be one stall, but it's questions you'll be able to ask the yeah, the yeah, the, the applicant is, is here. And well, I have questions to. because I know the history of the new car place and the lease on the land and, the, and husbands and wives own the property. So I have a lot of questions that probably ain't uh, per, pursuant to this. Keeping them separate when I got a, a jigsaw puzzle here and trying to figure out what's going on on this street. And you can see my wheels turn into my head. And uh, as far as I know, the other one ain't even sold yet, and it's hidden vacant with nobody ready to buy it, and it's almost ready to open. Is that right? Correct on that one. And they still hold the lease on that property, but somebody else owns the building. Question? With the other problems that we had with the garage doors open and the air hammers going, and the questions that council had, even when the car wash went in on sound barriers, that went uh, between the commercial property to adjacent to the residential property, some which are apartments, but now this is behind the apartments because it's on the north side. There's a short vacant lot that goes all the way down from uh, uh, the old timber lodge back into there. I mean, uh, the chiefs kicked homeless people in the tents out of there. I don't know how many times that type of thing, so now I'm impacting residents' backyards. I mean, like I said, I didn't read this packet, so 
I'm going to either sell smart or I'm going to sell stupid. Well, uh, but what what was what protections for the noise and everything else from the rest of the people mm -hmm. that live behind the place? Well, let me just uh, as as noted in the packet and the and the maps, there are residential uses east of here, but not directly abutting this property. Correct. There's an entire uh, uh, lot. I'm not sure how deep it is. Uh, uh, it's vacant at the moment, and then the backyard. So, as I recall, uh, the homes are 200 some feet from this building. Not and their it, back property line, but the homes itself. Right, and it, it was uh, certainly part of the uh, the uh, recommendations that all repairs would be done completely inside uh, the enclosed building, and so it's uh, uh, you know there would be no repairs uh, outside. And, and no storage of all uh, parts outside. Same thing we've done on every other auto repair shop, just like down the street at the north end. Uh, and all I think of that, that's got a new name now. Yeah, and all that uh, is is outlined in the performance standards that are in the zoning code. And planning and zoning back that up. It's in our zoning code, so, um, okay, so they are required automatic. to do that. That's so automatic. That's automatic. Okay, I just, right. Like yeah. I said, I admit I didn't read this part of the packet. I'm, I'm, I, I admit my faults. That's one thing I did not do. Uh, and just to be uh, clear, Mr. Mayor and, and Council, uh, as, as Dan stated, there are a lot of standards for uh, commercial uses and auto uses in the code. We don't restate every single one of those in the in the resolution and the conditions on this conditional use permit, just the specific ones that, that do apply to this use and uh, and this uh, business. The garage door, which uh, when that's open and things aren't running and in and out, which way, which direction does the garage door open? Does it open to the east or west? Yeah, they face north? they face east towards the the residential area. It's east towards the residential. No. Faces south. South. Correct. South. south. south towards the car wash. Yeah. Yep. South towards the car wash. I stand May I ask a question? Yes. Why was that garage door put in in the first place? Are they currently um, using that to work on cars inside? I mean, that was put in in 21. I think it was. I think it was original for storage of uh, uh, printing and donut equipment and food stuff. I think it was a, a regular door, wasn't it? Well, it's a garage door. Well, yeah, building permit to remove two windows and install a garage door 2021. Yeah, the donut shop's yeah. been gone since... Forever. Probably 79, 80. Better print shop. So, why was that garage door put in there? I'm just, I'm, I'm just say, very curious as to why that's in there. Councilmember Bischoff, I'm guess I'm curious who you're directing this question to. To anybody that can answer me. The the garage door was approved when the property was being used as an auto sales lot. So my understanding is that this has been an auto sales lot continuously since 1985. Correct. Okay. Uh, and then, so when that garage door was approved, it was used as an auto sales lot. Okay. 
Yeah, so I approved it in 2021. It was built correctly. It's up to current code. What their use was of why they're, that's not for my interest or knowledge. That's they, it's something that they applied for and I approved it. Outside okay. of the conditional or special use permit requirement that says that there's no auto repair on site. But it Correct. could be to store sure, to, all kinds of stuff. Or right, a, right. a showroom for nicer vehicles or different vehicles. I mean, there's multiple reasons for it. Detail okay. installed. The car that came in, it's got to get resailed, just vacuumed out. And mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm curious. There's a, I don't know what you call it, like a build-out on the south side, and I know that was put on without a permit. What about that? Thank you, Councilmember Goodbo Bischoff. Yes, when the uh, fire inspection was uh, done, this is where this whole uh, thing came about, the repair of vehicles. Um, they did build an attached accessory structure, if you want to call it. It's more of a lean-to with sides, uh, constructed, constructed out of uh, smart siding. I don't know if the roof is metal or asphalt and two-by-four construction. Uh, no permit was uh, applied for. And, and if it was, it wouldn't have been approved the way it is because it's not the proper materials that is to be used in the uh, zoning district that it's in. And it is blocking the only emergency exit from the back um, warehouse shop area. So that has to be removed, right? So that the, correct, the exit going out goes directly into that lean-to slash shed, however you want to define it. Okay, now I'm curious about the fence. Um, that fence is... ...is significantly less than your standard, like on a residential. Mm -hmm. Residential is 12 to 14 feet, roughly, from the curb, but this one is three to five feet off of that curb. Um, as far as it being on their property, I'm not sure. I w they pulled a permit in 2022, I believe. Correct, mm -hmm. 2022. Um, but no final or rough-in inspection was ever scheduled. So I'm okay. not aware of where the property pins actually are. Okay, so the original, uh, the staff wanted to have how many more feet Dan? The original recommendation was eight feet additional. There's five feet now. That was approved in a previous amendment to the permit to allow the pavement to be within five feet of the property line. And we had recommended the Planning Commission adding eight feet to that, so 13 feet total. Okay. Planning Commission said four, so nine feet total. Okay, so the, the fence is actually like an three feet in from the road so there's an additional two feet inside the fence of grass I believe and and the staff wanted to add on an additional um, eight, eight. Feet. yeah so that would be tearing up the asphalt right right okay I'm curious as to um, the impervious surface over there, I mean, the, the whole thing looks, um, <laughs> to me, pretty dismal. It is, and that's, it's noted in the, in the report, uh, Mayor and Council, 
Uh, we estimate the current lot is about 92% hardcover impervious and 75% is the standard. Mm -hmm. So adding any amount of green space would improve uh, the lot over its current condition. Okay, so doesn't that want this, what the city wants to do for flood control and also to beautify that area? Yes. And since we made the um, the other um, the car wash jump through hoops to build over there, and that looks really nice. Why are we backing away on this one, this property, just because they've been here for so long and there are so many um, problems related with, with, this, um, with this business, a lot of citations? Uh, Council Member Goodwill Bishop, members, the Planning Commission had this conversation at their meeting and the majority opinion was that this was a compromise where they took the overstory trees out, uh, maintained the visibility of the front lot from uh, from the University Avenue uh, to um, to help maintain uh, that visibility and and uh, that uh, that uh, which is important to a car lot. And um, so they they disagreed with the. Um, I think they, they understood where the planner was coming from, where staff was coming from on this uh, recommendation. Uh, they all agreed that it was, um, that it's not as um, pretty as it was, but they felt that this was a compromise to um, meet the property owner's goal of keeping that visibility from university, but adding some extra green space and some, some low, lower shrubs to improve, um, improve the appearance. Uh, the council can certainly um, uh, reverse that and go with um, the original planner recommendation or, um, or, or anything that you can justify as a reasonable condition um, associated with the intensification of this use. Didn't planning, uh, when they're talking about 50 cars, 58 cars, uh, they left it at the shorter uh, distance? They, 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 they left it at the shorter distance and allowed them to keep the 58 cars versus yeah. the um, 50. If we expanded the amount of space, uh, that would take away basically eight cars, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, wasn't the original agreement for 50 cars and then up to 58 at some point in time, I believe? That was one of the modifications, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the difference between the car wash and this site is the car wash was a complete redevelopment. So they went and mm -hmm. tore down the building. Mm -hmm. So now you're able to, now we're able to go in and require them to meet our current performance standards. Mm -hmm. where, this is a, where this is a modification of an existing use, it's, it's, they're asking to intensify the use by adding the auto repair. Uh, that requires a conditional use permit. We can associate reasonable conditions with it, uh, but we didn't feel that it it may not meet the reasonableness test to make it comply with our current code. So we we went as far as we felt we could under that reasonableness standard uh, with the uh, with the planner's recommendation. 
if they were going to tear this building down and build something else, then we would go in and require the full uh, the full landscaping requirements of the code and reduce the amount of impervious surface down to the current code restriction of 75 feet or 75%. But they're bringing in a new business now, um, right? They, they are, they're, yeah. they're, adding they're adding auto repair to their current business. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not a new business, it's an intensification. Mm -hmm. They're intensifying the use. And, and as such, because the current special use permit specifically prohibits auto repair, mm -hmm. they needed to come through to the, do this process in order to allow them to do auto repair. They'll be repairing their own cars. They won't have people driving off the street to have their cars repaired. That is what the applicant uh, told us was that it was to be repairing um, their own cars, and I believe there was going to be some customer cars, long-term customers um, that, that come in, but it was primarily for the, um, the, the car dealership's cars. Well, um, looking at the size of that building, I really am wondering how are you going to repair very many cars in there, and where are they going to be repaired, but maybe in the lot? The, the code, the performance standards in the code, Councilmember Goodwill Bischoff and members um, states that um, that you cannot uh, re do any work uh, outdoors. All work shall be performed within a completely enclosed building. I know what it says. I've read it, but uh, I've only seen the outside of that building, not the inside, and. I'm just curious as to how many cars you would actually get in there and repair, and why, what that, that shed thing that they stuck on the side without a permit, what, what was that all about? Uh, the applicant told us it was for tools and, and storage. That was the intent of it. And that's coming down. Well, it's in violation of our zoning code and the fire code. So oh, it's coming down. Yeah, the that assumption is, is that, that that would be removed. It's simply not allowed. Yeah, it's simply not allowed. I can live with that. As long as that, as long as that illegal in the fire codes, especially when you work in our cars, you got flammable gas, you got you got adhesives, you got. I mean, ain't much in a car that when you're working on it can't start on fire other than the wrench. You know, I mean, all the gases, the oils, the adhesives, whether you do a body work or interior work, uh, uh, new flooring, new roof liners, you're, you're, you're spraying, you know, uh, spray bond and you know, doing all of this. There, there's no painting here, no bottle body works allowed on this. There's no negative air chamber for paint spraying. Is that correct? None of that's allowed. This is all mechanical work and no auto body work where I got to worry about acetones and even though everything's kind of going to water-based car paints now instead of uh, acrylics and uh, lacquers and stuff from my day. So it's the size of a one-car garage, basically. I had a question. Jeff, have you been inside of there? Yeah, I've How been many cars can they work on in there? I mean, it's, it's been a while since I've been on there. I would be surprised if they could do 
much more than three. I mean, the, the new garage that was installed can hold one. The older back portion of it where it was more storage, I think it all depends how it's laid out, but I think that'd be a, a good question for the applicant uh, since they're going to be the one that's there operating the, uh, the business. So. And, and no bunk beds <coughs> in the back for uh, people to live in? Say this again? No bunk beds in the back for people to live in? That was a problem I mean, on the one on the corner. I mean, it just, <coughs> I gotta bite my tongue a little bit, but there's only so many sh uh, shenanigans I can have. I know a lot of things that go on in the city and that did happen. So, and, and it just, people need a place to live, but they ain't supposed to be living in body shops like they did on the corner. And, um, and Mayor and Council, if I could, just before we leave the, the issue of that, uh, addition that leaned to it. it was characterized as a fence that then simply was covered over with a roof well once you cover over something with a roof it becomes a structure and so it is clearly a structure that's in violation <coughs> and uh, doesn't meet uh, as I say the fire code building code or the zoning code so it uh, simply needs to be removed it's not a fence it's wood I was over there I'm saying that it was characterized oh, by see. others as a fence that simply uh, had a roof put on it. Once you do that, it becomes a structure and it's not allowed. So that's coming down. So yeah. I can live with that cheap, uh, with the fence that goes around it and everything else. And I know Cadillac Inverter's deaths have came down. Um, Xfinity or whatever it's called now at the north end of that street. Uh, those crime rates have went down. In that type of thing, is there any uh, deal that, uh, with this happening that's going to change it so your officers are more in their parking lot than taking care of people with heart attacks and the bad things and other bad things that happen in my city or um, our city? Taking a look at this, I don't think this is going to change anything from what's operating right now and today. So that won't affect just you because at they're going to be working inside, I don't think there's going to be any change. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the applicant told us during the public hearing that the um, that that's why they put the fence around the building was well, because of the catalytic. Why a lot of them do it. I mean, uh, I don't know how many times we were down at the, the one at the other end of the street just out the manor uh, uh, for these problems and uh, headed them off down there. I think we caught two of them in their parking lot as they were trying to flee from his officers. So. Um, but what amount? What about the amount of blacktop on that property? It's ninety-three percent, where it should only be seventy-five percent. Well, we're mi we're missing that. Well, the the amount is grandfathered in currently, but um, we have some control over that with the conditional use permit request. Well, yeah, but that's... Um, taking that down from ninety-three to seventy-five um, would be pretty significant. Well, we don't have to take it down that far, but I think we should have a bit more than what the Planning Commission is suggesting. So you're more supportive of the planner's re original recommendation? Uh, yes, I am. The staff, yes. I support the staff in this. To the 50 cars. So they lose eight spots.
And I think the important thing to note too is is that um, if um, the council can establish the standards for this permit, if the applicant doesn't agree with them, then they do not have to do the auto repair use. Yes, that's true. They can they can. Mm -hmm continue to do their auto sales under the existing permit structure but um, right but if they want to do the auto repair they'll have to follow the terms of the mm -hmm. permit that the council approves mm -hmm. yeah. once once you give this kind of leniency to this to this auto auto shop you'll have to do it all along there well and so, we did require um, Infinity at the time to do additional landscapings, you know, as part of their um, conditional use permit. But see, they're still back to that five foot that just had that narrow strip because everything was done on that service drive away from way back when. So you still have a zigzag line for aesthetic purposes, mm -hmm. you know. And at the same time, you have to start somewhere. You, you start unless, unless you go in and, and buy mm -hmm. everything and bulldoze everything down, you have to start somewhere on, on this. We started somewhere with the car wash, and now we're proposing to continue that, um, albeit not to entirely to our standard, but um, closer to it than what exists currently to, um, so to bring that. So everything used to be SUPs, but... There's, but the statute doesn't doesn't um, uh, identifies them as CUPs, and so we changed. They're essentially the same. CUP and an SUP are the same. The CUP is the proper term. And that's the one that's going to follow the property, and an SUP you could change on business use. No, no, that's no. an interim use. Uh, interim use. SUP and CUP are the same. Um, but um, we changed the code so that they're called conditional use permits to match the statute. And uh, the extra eight feet or whatever that planning uh, zoning put in is that halfway in between? Did we need halfway to go? The four, the extra four feet is halfway, and that's what the commission recommended. Four, eight four feet, feet, eight feet was what staff had recommended right. to the commission. We went to four feet more than they got now, so we, we went halfway. We met them halfway so they could make money and, and make a living and buy their groceries. I wouldn't characterize it as that, Mayor. I would just say that um, we met them. They wanted to do nothing, and the commission backed down, or compromised and went down to adding an additional um, half to half of what was what, what we had requested as staff. And, and Mayor and Council, it should be pointed out that this lot was approved in its current state by a city council of Spring Lake Park that said, yes, you can, in fact, increase the asphalt to within five feet of the property line. So that was an action of the council that set it in its current uh, situation. Uh, and um, so now... We're trying to uh, come back uh, partway and, and be uh, reasonable. And certainly, as was pointed out, when you had a complete rebuild like the car wash site, then you did uh, well, allow it to have the first the, the full uh, setbacks in landscaping. Between you and uh, the attorney and the chief, uh, what's MnDOT's uh, uh, 
future plans with the reconstruction of 45 or 65 and 47 on closing that uh, left in and left out on 83rd. What should affect that whole service drive? What what what's uh, what is any all this new planning that's the, going on at 47? What's going on there? The the Pell study as it sits right now and that hasn't been finalized yet for this segment um, did not address the closure of that access point at 83rd. Because that's, that's the most dangerous corner intersection we have in the northwest quadrant of the city if I remember right. Am I wrong? Cheaper or something changed? Uh, we have had accidents there over the last few years. So I don't know that it's increased. 85th and University is probably the most dangerous intersection on that um, on that yeah. at North Town. Um, I, 83rd didn't come up in that um, safety didn't audit. Didn't come up on, on, on either highway. Because uh, you know, now you're talking um, 85th, you're talking Central and not University. So well, I'm talking University because this is on University. So right. the um, well, 85th, 85th really ours. It isn't, but that was the pedestrian fatalities that happened up there was what led to the Pell study in the first place. Okay, right. And, and some of the safety improvements that have happened, as well as pedestrian fatalities on University and Osborne. Yep. So um, the, there, was, there was a fatality at 83rd, but it, was, it wasn't, um, it was deemed to be a, a suicide attempt and not... Uh, a failure of safety um, systems. Yeah, I know the guy that did it, so yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of what happened in that incident. When did the uh, council approve? Um, do you know? Do you know what? The, the history is in yeah. here, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the dates. But it would have been a long time ago, Barbara. It was in the early 90s, I believe, was the expansion of the permit. So and when and just to give you give clarify, when I got here, our code allowed asphalt in commercial districts from property line to property line. And when we did our code update in 2015, we wanted to see you know through a gradual redevelopment, as parcels commercial parcels redeveloped, that we drop that uh, that. 100%, essentially 100% impervious, um, down to uh, something uh, more manageable that would allow for some stormwater treatment, um, uh, you know, and just beautification so that all our commercial and industrial areas mm -hmm. weren't complete asphalt parking lots and buildings. And so we're starting to, um, as things redevelop, um, you know, we're starting to implement those requirements. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you know, but it, but until that until that redevelopment happens, or until you have an opportunity like this, we can't go back and tell people, oh, we changed the code, and now you have to meet our code requirements currently, well, unless they do we can, a major but, redevelopment. But under this circumstance, we can ask for more land, because there are places in Spring Lake Park that flood. Well, and that's um, and well, we want to beautify this. Spring Lake Park. That's that's part of why we're here. A question that uh, we bring up yet, and, and you don't want to hurt a business, Barbara. I understand where you're coming from. 
Um, the people that know this are my age or older, or uh, might not. And there's probably going to fall on the attorney and probably the planner more. And um, Dan knows a lot too. But can an interim be put on this so it does not fall on the land? So then, when businesses are sold, can council have a little more? leeway and uh, forgiveness on, say, what past councils did on approving such items, still let it do it and do it under an interim, interim instead of a CUP or an SUP and make it work so everybody's happy. And then the city or the councils in the future have the ability to go with more green space for what needs to be allowed. Could that be done? Uh, probably not on this application because um, you current because the code currently calls this auto repair use as a conditional use. So it it is something that runs the land, and the only way that ends is either through revocation because of multiple violations, and there's a process to go through that's outlined in the code for how to do that. Or, um, or through them not, or through them not utilizing the permit terms anymore for over a year. That's what I figured. I, I, I did that with sheds for handicapped people in this city, so I, I should have, you know, I thought maybe there'd be a difference between residential property and uh, commercial, but. Uh, I know where you're coming from, Barbara. I just don't know if I want to be that hard on them to where it's uh, governmental to their income. That's that's that, you know, the only reason why I'm going against anything you said, Barbara. Is, is past councils allowed it. It, it? We met them halfway with PNC. I'm also looking at violations on this property. I I I, okay. I hear you, girl. I I I I'm not arguing the point. Uh, but that has to be taken away. That violation is clear. Well, out. that wasn't the only violation. There are others. Well, but the illegal building and the blocking of a fire door so people could die in a building in cases of fire is going to be torn down, taken away in exchange for that, and the people can get out of there safely. Uh, I can... I. I don't like it, but I can live with what planning and zoning did. But that building has to come down, and they got to be able to get in and out of that building in cases of fire, especially now when they're going to have gasoline and solvents and everything else inside the building. That I could live. That's just me. I'm not sure, Mayor, you'd want to characterize it as an exchange because the the lean to was built illegally, so. That's um, that that issue was. that issue is completely separate from the conditional use that's permit. That's coming down irregardless. That's irregardless. Is, we'll, okay. We will be ordering well, that, that down. And we have reorder that we have ordered it down. Correct. And actually, this this I morning or yesterday was the first administrative citation issued for its not not being removed. So, so it's not an exchange right. of them tearing mm -hmm. it down. It's required to be torn down. Okay. Well, I just I just didn't want it to yeah. be characterized yeah. as as I as a compromise. Makes common sense, buddy. 
So are you talking 58 cars or 50 cars? Uh, there is also a requirement. Uh, they have a dumpster there, and there's no enclosure for it. That's another violation. Well, there's only been two of us talking much. What's the rest of the council think about April? And, and yeah, I, I don't think, like what you guys said, it's perfect by any means. Um, however, with past approval um, I think this is a great start and if you guys continue to grow or change right then permits will change with that correct like if they expand they would have to come back to us right like the vacant lot behind them if they ended up purchasing that they would have to come back in order to make it part of their business correct if that hypothetical this is very hypothetical yes that that would be an expansion of this Perfect. use expansion of a use that is a conditional yes. use, so yes, we yes. would review it. So then we could add more green space then or something, but for what we have now, I think this is great for the business and great for the city. It's not perfect, but I think it's a healthy compromise. Lisa? I see you nodding, but you didn't. Kenny? You ain't said much either. I'm trying to figure out. Me and Barbara out, been talking. I'm trying to figure out if it, we're going to allow 58 cars to tear down the shed. Uh, well, that, uh, we got just yeah, done. I yeah, I know, but how many cars are you going to allow them? Are you going to take away some of the frontage to allow more green, you know, what was an extra four feet? You know? Yeah. So. That's what PNZ did. Yeah, that's what planning did. And. I would be happy going with uh, planning did a lot of research or talking about this. I think they talked an hour and 42 minutes on this. Oh, we're pushing that. Yeah. <coughs> so, no, if uh, we get more green space shed gone, I'll work with that. Uh, it's not a compromise. It's working towards a f future. If they decide to expand to the east, uh, in the future, we can this gets renegotiated again to where uh, you go the full nine feet, you know, from the roadway. Yeah, the future expansion part of what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I can uh, give it any encroachment on the on the on the front facade. I can go along with that. That that makes a no-brainer. I don't think it's a fix, Barbara, but uh, I think it'll go. I think it's workable. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so right now there is, from the road, and the the fence is three feet in, and then there's two feet within the fence, so it's five feet, right? Is this correct? Th there are Roughly. five feet. I don't know where the fence sits within that five feet. Three but feet. It's, it's on yeah. three feet. Yeah. Three feet, five feet. That's all a rough estimate, close, okay. give or take, yeah. So you're going to... Um, allow four more feet, they'll have to rip up the asphalt, four more feet, right? Is that yes, correct? Yes, that's right. the recommendation, yes. Okay, and plant bushes on the outside of the fence or where? And also, just because there's, um, uh, there's grass there does not mean that cars can't be parked on it. So... Cars are not allowed to be parked on the grass. Well, I understand that. That is that is as a code. I understand that, but I'm saying that 
um, should there be some kind of like um, a parking block between the asphalt and the grass then? Or should there be the you, bushes you, there? You could require that. Because I was over there and I saw the cars parked on the grass. Okay? Did anybody else go over there? Anybody? I drive by it. I if, drive by there daily. If the cars are on the grass, then that would be in violation, and, um, and then you should contact code enforcement, and then we can go out there and, and enforce that code. Because we, we have complaint-based code enforcement here. That, if I may, Councilmember Goodbill Bishop. You're not understanding that, what I'm saying. That is on the correction of them to be not parked on the grass. So, like I said before, all of this came about was a fire inspection. Mm -hmm. They were, between the, the lean to, the working on vehicles was all done illegally and only caught because we went out to do that inspection. Mm -hmm. So that's where all this comes about. So... With those, they're all going to be followed up on the final... Or okay, the, so you found them illegally working on cars there. Correct. Is that, that is, what you're saying? That's exactly what I stated, correct. Okay. Does, doesn't anybody else understand where I'm coming from here? Violation after violation after violation. I hear what you're saying, but by, by us doing this and them coming here for this now... They're coming because they compliance. have to. No, Please, they okay. have to. Still talking. They are coming into compliance, and they're going to meet those. And at which point, if they fall out of compliance, that's what it takes people to call in and for him to do his job. It could happen anywhere. It's not just this business. It's any business could fall out of compliance. So it's not our job to go out there and police that. It's his job when someone calls. We can't be proactive and saying, well, you might do it again, so we're not going to allow this. We want businesses in Spring Lake Park. And well. he's coming here to do it legally. I think this is a great compromise. I think Park, they did a great job in coming to a standard that the business stays and they don't leave because it's asking too much. <coughs> I'm done. I, uh, uh, Mayor, I think... I'm, um, gonna, I'm just going to... Uh, uh, I'll do that. I, I don't know where this is going to go. Um, I'm going to call for the question. Well, we need a motion on the resolution. I'm going to call for the question. I'm going to make the motion to approve all recommendations from planning and zoning, setbacks that we have now. Uh, we did this and did it, and, and, and I put here and put there. It's under my understanding that the legal building's coming down, so that is not an issue. The major issue now is uh, eight foot instead of 25 foot, and we gain five feet of, of in, uh, pervious soil instead of impervious soil. Uh, people made mistakes 25 years ago, and I guess uh, we ain't, uh, did, I agree with a lot of what was said. It's not a total rebuild and a tear down. I got to let them survive. It is not a perfect world, but I'll make the motion to follow all recommendations. Uh, if there are no recommendations for planning and zoning in there, all doors must be shut. In uh, 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 repair business part with the air hammers and everything else, because now there's no building of, of buildings for a buffer for the noise. It's just woods back there to the houses that it's in their backyard, even though it's 200 feet or 100 foot wide. Uh, it's got to remain quiet for 
the residents that have the houses there, they got uh, another uh, strip mall in between like the car wash did. We did get some sound barrier there. Uh, so your, your motion is to approve the resolution 2024-13. Uh, Correct. With uh, PNZ as long as those, if those... Uh, the other, the things that you were talking about regarding the doors closed and working in, are already in the code. So the CUP... And, is, those PMC performance standards are required. And what PMZ require. And then, and then the additional requirements that are in the resolution are in addition to the code standards. Correct. And they're all in there. They, they, they don't need here. to be specifically spelled With out in the, in the resolution because um, outside of I think it says that, um, uh, that it's required to follow all the codes. All the codes, so the dumpster enclosure is going to be done, and blah, 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 and that's all going to be taken care of. Then we're just double-check the resolution here. Under this motion. To carry on, the CUP is going to follow the, pro follow the property, and then i got to come back to this thing six months from now because somebody don't like what happened. Yeah, the, the resolution does state that auto repair be conducted on site as long as all repair work is done completely within the building. And all other conditions of this permit are adhered to. Okay. That's my motion. <coughs> Mayor, if I, if I may. Dan, is it a code requirement that the door be shut when, when you're talking about the work performed within the enclosure? That is a code requirement. Because it has to, it says, the code says completely enclosed. Okay, thank you. Answer my question. Uh, where does it say in here about shrubs? Uh, that is on number three. Those are put in. That was part of what TNC said. Correct. They were just low, uh, like spreading juniper. Spreading yeah. Juniper. So, so number three just states that uh, they're required to um, add a uh, new landscape boulevard that's an additional four feet wider than where it is currently, and that's planted with low shrubs and a plan to be prepared by the owner and reviewed and approved by the city planner and city engineer. And Chief, uh, to keep your visual for your officers driving down the street while they're sitting in a squad car, I know we're getting trucks now and you sit a little bit higher, but we don't like to be buying by your, your boys or we don't like to get blindsided by people hiding behind tall shrubs where there is a potential of such and so forth. Is there any height requirement on the vegetation that would keep your officers safe and be able to visualize uh, uh, thieves or vandals that were in the property and be not put your officers in harm's way. Yep. Thanks, Mr. Mayor. It looks like the CUP covers all of that and that I don't think there's any requirements. That, so you don't have a safety concern on that? Correct. That we don't. everybody else happy here? This doesn't say where they're going to be planted, inside or outside that fence. It just needs to be in the, um, well, it can't be in the right-of-way, so um, so if so the fence in, is in, on the right-of-way line, it would need to be on the inside. Inside of the, the fence. Behind the fence. Mm -hmm. But have visible for a police and, well, even their customers drive down the road. So they have visibility for people like a car and maybe I'll stop in and buy one. Can we live with this? I made the motion. Any further discussion? There are none administrative call the roll, please. Council Members Wendling? Aye. Goodwill Bischoff? No. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Motion passes. Uh, 
keep us posted, Jeff, on how things are going there and how they comply with these new orders and what's going on, if you would please, and make sure the shrubs are planted in a timely manner. And I ain't coming back here three years from now like I had to do with the other ones at the other business. So uh, from that, and the attorney's going to kick me and say, keep your mouth shut, it's unpertaining. So I'm going to keep quiet from here on. Moving on. <coughs> Just keep us posted. Uh, 9C Resolution 2024-14, granting approval of conditional use permit to allow motorcycle repair at... 8421 Center Drive, Northeast, Suite A. Thank you, Mayor and members. Uh, the Planning Commission held a public hearing on this item at their January 22nd meeting uh, to um, consider the request by Brandon Pryor of prior performance to allow motorcycle repair. Uh, the planner's report is in the packet, and he's here, and he can give an uh, overview of the Council's desire on that. Uh, but uh, the Planning Commission recommended approval of the conditional use permit subject to the conditions outlined in the planner's report in the enclosed resolution. Thank you, Dan. Is the applicant here, or Phil, do you want to talk? Yes, Mayor and Council, uh, this is another application for a conditional use permit, uh, but on Center Drive, the multi-tenant building uh, prior performance is a specialty motorcycle shop, and so they uh, also want to do uh, motorcycle repair in that. Um, similar conditions would apply. The repairs have to be done completely within uh, the building. And as uh, Dan noted, uh, there were uh, conditions uh, attached which the Planning Commission uh, did recommend and that are in the uh, uh, resolution uh, in front of you. All work uh, conducted within the enclosed building, no storage of uh, materials outside. Uh, all uh, vehicles will be on site will be operable and street worthy. And uh, parking is a potential issue at this uh, building, this property, because it's a multi-tenant building. And so uh, parking for this business is limited to the three in front and three immediately behind their, uh, their portion. Uh, and... Uh, uh, that uh, also we noted that it, the, it would follow all the per performance standards in uh, the, the code relative to noise, odor, fumes, light, and, and other impacts. Uh, so, again, this is an existing business, uh, and uh, they're applying for the conditional use permit to make this uh, repair uh, uh, conditioned uh, with your approval. They're going to have a dyno there? I don't know. A what? A, uh, Mr. Mayor, what do you say? Dino. I, I don't think so. They're manufacturing custom motorcycles with no painting. Uh, You're not going to dino to it? You here from that place? I'm from the other one. I have to yeah. say. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the gentleman said. from the said. other one. Uh, the well, a dino measures the torque and the horsepower of a motorcycle. Yeah, you know what I am, and you know what happens when you rev them up and you, you turn the, the brakes on the wheels so it's under torque and I'm finding out how much horsepower. I got a Harley. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Uh, the last time we did one over in that neighborhood, it woke the whole damn neighborhood up. Uh, granted, they were Harleys. 
not quite sure what uh, price you're working on, but uh, even uh, when I call a crotch rocket, uh, uh, makes a lot of noise, but it ain't like uh, open bikes and on my bike. Mr. Mayor, he's from Northtown Auto, so he's not related to the motorcycle. I don't remember at planning. Pleasant View? Pardon? What, which? Uh, this is from uh, Center B Drive. Center Drive, over yeah, behind. This is, yeah, yeah, but he's not the motorcycle person. Okay. Well, so, um, but anyways, the gentleman, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Brandon Pryor. Yeah, he he didn't mention anything about running the bikes. Uh, he just mentioned the welding fabrication. Uh, there, it was mostly a weld shop. I don't know if they're gonna uh, install motors. You know, call go to SNS or wherever else. And, well, yeah, but you still usually tie them, and then, but as long as the doors are shut, because this. <laughs> I know motorcycles. Uh, uh, I don't. I do not want to go through the headache again, because I, I missed that beat at the last motorcycle shop. I allowed it that did repairs and built motorcycles, rebuilt the motors, and allowed a dyno, and it rocked the whole neighborhood. As long as there's not a dyno there, that's gonna rattle everybody's windows in a quarter mile that place on that corner, I ain't got a problem. They're going to have a dyno. They better have some soundproofing. What was this brought and, up for, uh, to ask for a con conditional use permit? Wasn't there something found in an inspection or something like that? Yeah, this is another one. It was a fire inspection, um, and it was a new business that went in. So they applied for their certificate of occupancy, and that's when I went through, did the inspection, and saw that they were uh, repairing bikes uh, from basically nothing into a full bike other than paint, is what he had told me. And that's so, what they're doing now? Cor correct, yep. Uh, can, if we approve this, can we uh, 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 attorney uh, dinos or create our, I mean, even different places? Is there, uh, this is not permitted in that use? Unless they come back and talk to us, can that be added to this? Yes, we can. You can? I'd strongly recommend it be a motion to approve that there is not a dyno on there unless there's soundproofing in the door to shit. I would agree with that. Doesn't the place across the uh, street by Dalla uh, don't manufacture motorcycles also when they have a dyno? I think that's the place you're referring to. Well, there used to be mud springers over there yeah. and then over next to the Lions Gambling House mm -hmm. is the one that snuck in the dyno <coughs> yeah. and woke the whole neighborhood up. Now yeah. we know which building we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the building. But anyway, okay. no, so. As you long as there's a dyno in this place, I can live with it. Providing they find out follow our recommendations. Then I won't argue no more. So is... So the, are you making a motion, Mayor, to approve Resolution 2024-14, amended as amended to include uh, that a dyno is prohibited? Yes. I'll make that motion. I guess. Somebody else want to do something here? No, you do it. I'll make that motion. All right. Okay. I'll make it. April made it. I'll make that motion. That was easy. Administrator Colorado. Council Member Wendling? Aye. Gubo Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Welcome to Council.
Kansas City, or under new approval, I should say. Yes, I should say. Uh, which one was I on now? D on that. Uh, 9D, Ordinance 419, amending Chapter 16 of City Code relating to scared communities. Sacred. Sacred communities. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor and members. Um, beginning on January 1st of 2024, uh, cities must allow faith communities to site micro-units on religious property uh, to house chronically homeless individuals, extremely low-income individuals, and volunteers. Uh, there's specific requirements in that law uh, that is in the proposed ordinance to match those requirements. Uh, so uh, section one establishes a parking requirement as one parking space per volunteer unit for the sacred settlement. And this is in addition to any parking requirements due to the religious use. Section two adds sacred communities as a conditional use in the R1, R2, R3, C1, and C2 zoning districts. Um, uh, section three um, establishes the performance settlements, or excuse me, performance standards for the sacred settlements. And all of the performance standards are set forth under Minnesota Statute 327.30, which is the sacred communities law. And uh, those are in the ordinance. And it also establishes uh, performance standards for the religious institution's operation of the settlement. Uh, uh, it's one of those that the city is unable to be more restrictive, uh, so we are adopting the standards in the zoning code under our development standards provision. I, think, uh, I don't think it's restrictive enough myself. So I, I think it's one of those when you look at uh, the requirements in here for parking, lighting, uh, protocols for security, uh, looking at, uh, especially for um, uh, water and sewage, um, those types of things, I don't see, in, in at least in Spring Lake Park, um, many, if any, um, utilizing, creating one of these. But, um, uh, but it is something, but it is something we're required to do under state law. Whether we like it or not, it's a mandate. Uh, the commission held the public hearing on the ordinance on January 22nd and recommended approval. Well, council, I guess, I, I'm, you know where I stand, you know where I'm going to vote, so I'll entertain a motion. I'll make that motion to approve 2024-15. Oops. No, 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 491. 491, 491 yes. I got too much handwriting here. Motion has been made by Councilmember Wendling. Any further discussion? Administrator, call the roll. Uh, Councilmembers Wendling. Aye. Goodwill Bischoff. Aye. <clears throat> Aye. Dirks. Aye. Moran. Aye. Mayor Nelson. Aye. Uh, D, resolution. 2024-15 authorized summary publication of Ordinance 491 amending Chapter 16 of the City Code relating to sacred communities. 
as as you know um, reading through ordinance 491 it's very lengthy and so the summer the resolution um, creates a summary of that ordinance to inform the public and then lets them know that they can access a copy of it on our website or at City Hall uh, we recommend approval I'll make the motion to approve resolution 2024-15 motion has been made by council member <laughs> Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> Joe's getting dry. I should have had a glass of water. Uh, any further discussion? Hearing none. Administrator Colorado. Council members Wendling? Aye. Goodbow Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? The other motion passed, so I will go aye. Aye, 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 aye. Aye. G. We did. We did. We're on G now. Resolution 20. F is. Competitive yep. and then negotiate. Oh, we did have. We did have. An hour ago. We yeah. did have. Now you're getting as bad as me. Uh, resolution 2024 17 accepting bid for City Hall renovation expansion project. Uh, thank you, Mayor and members. Um, uh, we opened bids on this project on November 20th. Uh, we, um, the bid um, uh, tabulation uh, is in the packet. Um, and um, we received nine bids. Uh, two of them were n considered non-responsive due to missing required documents. Uh, the low bid was Construction Results Corporation. Um, and so um, at five million five hundred ninety-nine thousand seven hundred and twenty, as well as um, we would recommend accepting alternate number one and alternate number two. Uh, alternate number one is the cold storage um, that would connect uh, the, the north garage with City Hall. And then uh, number two is uh, uh, perform um, electrical work and, and such in the shooting range. Uh, so the total um, bid is um, $5,955,690. Uh, the resolution before you this evening um, except awards the bid to Construction Results Corporation and authorizes the mayor and city administrator to execute contracts on behalf of the council and, and, um, and then um, re, um, return all of the um, uh, bid deposits on back, um, except for the deposit of the successful bidder. Thank you, Dan. Council questions? I would entertain a motion to approve. I'll make that motion to approve. The motion has been made by Council Member Wendling for the discussion. Hearing none, Administrator call the roll, please. Council Members Wendling? Aye. Goodbo Bischoff? Aye. Dirks? Aye. Moran? Aye. Mayor Nelson? Aye. Moving on to 10B, appointments to Parks Commission. Uh, we have H, 9H, Mayor. That's the next item. Okay, excuse me. Resolution 2024-18 authorized creation of 2024 City Hall rev Revocation Expansion Project Fund and transfer of funds from <coughs> ARPA Fund to 2024 City Hall Renovation Expansion Project Fund. Uh, thank you, Mayor and members. Uh, we're requesting the uh, City Council establish the project fund for the City Hall Renovation Expansion Project. 
uh, that we will use to track expenses related to that um, project. And we're also requesting the council transfer the ARPA funds, um, $756,123.80 from fund 704 to the new project fund. This will cover our cash contribution, um, or most of our cash contribution, and, um, and then the bond proceeds will also be deposited into this fund. No problem with making that motion for 2024-18. Motion's been made by Councilmember Wenley. Any further discussion? Hearing none, Administrator, call the roll, please. Councilmember. Councilmember Wenling. Aye. Goodwill Bischoff. Aye. Dirks. Aye. Moran. Aye. Mayor Nelson. Aye. Now we will go to 10B, appointments of Park Commission. Uh, thank you. Um, Mayor members, uh, we received an application from Ryan McLaughlin uh, at, um, from 8041 Quincy Street. He um, uh, put in an application to um, join the Park and Rec Commission, and uh, Kay has spoken with this gentleman and, um, and recommends um, a point by the council to, uh, for Ryan to join the Park and Rec Commission. Discussion. You think no. he's Irish? Huh? Think he's Irish? Oh, <laughs> sure sounds like it. You got red hair. I I've never met him. I've never met the guy. Uh, administrator, call the roll, please. The Councilmember Wendling. Aye. Goodwill Bischoff. Aye. Dirks. Aye. Moran. Aye. Mayor Nelson. Aye. Uh, moving on to eleven uh, reports, attorneys' reports, John. Mr. Mayor, I have no report this evening. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, make it short tonight. Uh, <laughs> Failed attorney's reports. Or, uh, engineer reports. None either. Excuse me. <laughs> none none to me either. Oh, God. You, we're on a roll. Dan, are you going <laughs> to? Oh, I have reports. <laughs> yeah, you would have. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. I will keep them brief. Uh, on behalf of the city staff, we thank the city council for making the investment in our city hall renovation. This is our workplace. Um, we spend a significant amount of time of our lives here, and uh, these improvements will make us more productive, improve morale, and, um, and will make our city hall more welcoming to, to our residents. And functional for them, and so, um, so from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of all the staff, I want to thank you for for making this um, investment. It's one of the largest public investments that uh, the city council has made in the community here in this building. So, I think it's going to be a tremendous asset when it when the work's done. There'll be a little pain for all of us some um, during construction, but um, we got our eye on the prize, so uh, which is the end. Um, so, thank you for that. Uh, as you recall, I told you that um, uh, that uh, the PUC, the Public Utilities Commission, is recommending changes to or is considering changes to the community solar garden program. Uh, we sent in a letter of opposition, uh, and then we went to the Suburban Rate Authority, 
requesting them to also submit a letter and the Suburban Rate Authority Board approved that and so they submitted comments as well. So uh, we met with Stantec to launch our ARC GIS project, which is exciting. Uh, Public Works Director Lindgren and I uh, met with the representatives from Gateway Fiber about uh, a fiber to home project uh, that they're planning to hopefully start in 2024, um, uh, pending getting right-of-way permits and such. So that'll be very exciting to provide um, extremely high-speed internet to residents at uh, affordable cost. Uh, the auditors will be here next week, uh, so um, bear with us as we, um, uh, if, if, if residents come in here, um, if we're a little extra frazzled, uh, but um, they'll be here in person for at least three days. And then absentee voting began for the presidential nominating primary. Uh, that will continue until March 4th, and then the, uh, the presidential nominating primary actual election is the 5th over at Emanuel Christian Center. And that's all I have. Thank you. I'm going to move to adjourn this long meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Motion has been made. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We are adjourned.